This is The Mindful and the Messy with Roxy and Sarah. Welcome to The Mindful and the Messy, honest, real-life chats on living and loving our lives. Welcome back to The Mindful and the Messy. What are we talking about today, Rox? We are talking about red flags in relationships and how to spot them. Mm. (laughs) I feel like this is one that we've all probably Googled in our lives or when we've seen it come up, we've thought, oh, I should probably look at this and make sure. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. I've done that before, um, even in past relationships where I felt like really stuck or, or not sure if some behavior was normal or like, is this a red flag? Is this something I need to be aware of? So yeah, for sure. I definitely think most people have had that moment where they Google, is this a red flag? Is this a like non-negotiable? Like, what is it? Relationships yeah. are tricky. They are. And I think with this topic, there's definitely the obvious red flags that mm. probably people think of first, or maybe, I don't want to make any assumptions, but you know, things like abusive language or behavior um, or anything that's really mean and cruel. I think that those are pretty obvious red flags. At least a lot of people will think of that. But there's definitely some more subtle ones as well, Mm. which is probably the ones where, like you say, you end up looking into it a bit more or sitting with it or wondering if it is actually a problem. Mm. Um, But yeah, those subtle ones definitely happen and are probably the the hardest not necessarily the hardest but the ones that we struggle with Mm. the most to recognize I guess yeah yeah I agree because as you said like for instance physical abuse is obviously a red flag but even saying that when you're in a relationship um you know and if you are being you know emotionally abused if you're being physically abused it can actually be hard for you to step Mm -hmm. out and see that this is not good so I call it brain fog when you get into relationships that are toxic and you can't you physically don't have that perspective of understanding that you're in a position that is not safe or not healthy for you or for the other person um and like you said the more subtle ones I think for me emotional manipulation is a real Mm -hmm. sneaky one it has so many layers to it and it can creep into so many relationships and I think the thing with emotional manipulation is that it can really confuse you so this is why maybe a lot of people google like what is a red flag is this bad whatever because that manipulation can be so tricky to really understand and call out and understand that that is actually wrong or that is a red flag in a relationship. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, at least from my own experience, when I've felt that emotional manipulation, like it's happening or started to catch on to it, a lot of the time for me, it's been being made to feel like the things I'm upset about are actually my fault. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know, is that... I'm always confused when I hear the word gaslighting, to be honest. Okay. Well, so gaslighting is basically, I think if we put it in a really simple terms, is if you think, like, if I'm gaslighting you, it would be like I'm making you feel like 
whatever you're feeling or seeing is not there or not real. Right. So it's like right. distorting your version of reality. So right now, like I could say something that's obviously real and true um, in your life, but yeah, say that it's not. And so it's making you feel like your version of reality is not true. Mm-hmm. So like, no, yeah. no, that's not real. You didn't, that didn't happen. This is not there. Like, you know what I mean? So it's making you believe like questioning your own reality basically. Right. And I think that's, once you explain that that way, I can see how that is definitely also a red flag that I didn't have the words to explain necessarily, but yeah. that has come up in past a past relationship for sure. And that I think gaslighting that word we hear, I hear it a lot now. I never, I was never fully sure yeah. what it, meant, but I would say that's probably a red flag as well. Again, one of those subtle ones. Yeah. Yeah, even even things like, for instance, if you have an argument with your partner and you say stuff and then he or she might come back and say, oh, but you said this and you said this and you said that. And it's like, well, I don't remember. Like they can use tactics to purposely confuse you about things you may or may not have said. Um, you know what I mean? So it's like another way of confusing you to make you feel like you're the one responsible or that it's your fault. So that's a big one. I was talking to my sister a lot about this. And I think, yeah, the biggest one with the emotional manipulation is that they'll either make you feel like everything's your fault and you have to apologize for it. Like you are the one who has to make up for it. Even if an outsider looked at the conversation or the conflict would be like, no, this started because he did X, Y, Z or whatever. Yeah. You make you feel like, you're the one who is in the wrong and somehow you have to make up for it. You have to apologize. It's all the responsibility to fix the conflict is on you. Yeah. And that's definitely the, the biggest one I think I have experience with Mm. in terms of red flags is that being made to feel, well, there's other ones, but me being made to feel that it's my fault and you know, even if the conversation started with me bringing up something I was uncomfortable with that was happening, like mm. this partner being um, hanging out with an ex-girlfriend, for example, mm. that is a real example. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somehow by the end of the conversation, it was always back on me, like I was doing something wrong and I was mm. being not trusting and all of this and you know I'm the one apologizing at the end and my people pleasing is coming up and thinking I've totally pissed someone off and I'm completely in the wrong and need to rectify it yeah yeah it's yeah I can I can just so relate as you were saying that I was like "Mm -mm." and (laughs) and the crap thing about that is that you feel like so shit when that happens because you just well, for me, I've definitely gone into that spiral where you just are rethinking the whole conversation and you're like, oh my God, how did this happen? How did it get so twisted and flipped back on me? And I think another red flag would be if you feel like you are not comfortable or you are scared of conflict arising out of you talking or communicating to your partner about something that you are uncomfortable with, or that, you know, a big topic or, you know, any kind of big emotion. If you don't feel secure um, in your relationship and trusting in your partner that they are going to hold space to you and 
you know, make you feel safe and listen to you, that's a red flag. Like, yeah, I think in healthy relationships that you should be able to come to your partner if you're feeling insecure, if you're feeling like whatever it is and not feel like they're going to start an argument or they're going to mm-hmm. belittle you or, um, you know, make you feel like your emotions are not valid. Yeah. And that's actually, I'm so glad you brought that one up because mm. that also, it's a red flag I've had experience with. And it's exactly as you say, anytime I brought up how I was feeling or a fear I was having or something like that, it always turned into a huge fight or um, me in the wrong or just explosive, right? Mm. Totally explosive and dramatic. And, um, and that actually put a lot of fear in me. And I don't know if you relate to this, but I felt afraid for a long time, like in uh, subsequent relationships that it wasn't okay for me to communicate and to express myself. And I was really afraid to do it. Um, and so like the probably like a couple long-term relationships ago, I was, I didn't communicate. And even though I knew in my heart, I really wanted someone to communicate with, I couldn't do it because I was so afraid. Mm -hmm. And then comparing that now, the relationship I'm in now, I still feel that fear sometimes like, oh, I don't want to tell him what's going on because I don't, I'm afraid that it will lead to a fight or whatever. Yeah. You're so right because I've in this relationship, I've really pushed myself to know I'm going to say it. And every time I have, it's just like created more growth and more love in the relationship. And that's what really has made me realize that, yeah, that is a Mm. red flag, right? Because Mm. it, it should have me expressing my feelings should have never equaled that it should equal this growth. Yeah, 100%. And as you're saying that, I'm just reflecting on past relationships I've had, where I've actually just been scared to bring up things in fear of um, the partner at the time getting offended. So I was with Mm -hmm. a partner who was so easily offended. And people who know me know that I'm very honest person, and um, I can be quite assertive. And so it was really like a part of me that I was really trying to subdue because I was so like, yeah, as you said, scared to bring things up in fear of basically what would happen would he would get um, offended by something and then give me like the cold treatment. I don't know what you would call it, Mm. like the cold treatment or silent treatment and just be really cold with me and not talk to me shut me out and then make me feel like oh my god like and really want to make it better and apologize and try and fix things which was a big which was a big thing that was from me as well wanting to fix things all the time but that thing of being so scared of hurting his feelings or like feeling again like something explosive was going to happen now I see as well like same to you in um, my current relationship that I can talk to him about anything and bring anything up and know that he's not going to go off his handle at me or like anything like that or get offended so in hindsight you can really see what some of the red flags are which is why I think this conversation is important so that maybe somebody who's in a toxic relationship right now but might not know it 
might listen to this and and pick up on some similarities that are going on for them. Yeah, because it can be so hard when you're in it. I mean, there's one specific relationship I'm thinking of when I'm doing this podcast, Mm. and it was like a two to three years. And it was, you know, the majority of it had all these red flags in it. Mm. But there's always this push and pull, I feel like, where you think, even if people are telling you that it's not okay the way you're being treated or what's happening, you don't want to, you want to be true to yourself and you have all this fear and you don't want to do something just because other people are telling you. So you're right. Like hearing these things, like the red flags can be this subtle and um, like you say, this emotional manipulation that is, I think, quite helpful because it can be hard to see it when you're in it, like you said at the beginning. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I call it brain fog when you get into these relationships and it's like you can't see clearly, you can't think clearly, um, your mood's generally lower, you're not looking after yourself as much. Um, like I've definitely felt all those things when I've been in like an unhealthy relationship. And in the relationship I'm thinking of too, like my family was def- – well, my sister for sure was definitely a big one – um, would tell me like that's not okay like you should you look like shit mm-hmm. you shouldn't be feeling like this like real giving me like the honest truth and to be honest it's not that I listened to her straight away and just dumped him like I had to come to that conclusion by myself and it's hard it's it is not easy to put yourself first especially if yeah. you've been in a position in your life where you put other people first all the time to remove yourself from a toxic relationship, you have to put yourself first and your own health and, um, yeah, and really choose you, which is a big decision to make. Um, yeah, it is really hard to see when you're, when you're in the midst of that kind of relationship for sure. Yeah. Mm. And I think it, it's interesting because I think there definitely, there is a lot of growth in even toxic relationships, which I'm not, I don't want to say like, I'm not saying they're okay. I don't think it's okay for anyone to be treated, you know, in ways that these red flags do. Yeah. Not what I'm saying, but there's definitely this huge amount of growth that happens. And I think we're also growing as we go through these relationships. Right. And even when we're younger, I think we're more likely to probably put up with this stuff and to not see it as clearly because we are learning. It might be, you know, our first relationship or something, and we're really learning what to look out for. Mm. And we're also learning as a person. So like us ourselves might be someone who is showing red flags or being the person who's exhibiting the red flag behavior because we're also growing as a human, right? Yeah. And we we ultimately are all like trying to heal these things. It doesn't make it okay for us to treat someone poorly, but we're, we're learning. And as we get older, I think it's easier Mm. to recognize it. Yeah, definitely. And I like that you just touched on, um, you know, also reflecting that we can be the ones who are showing the red flags. So it's not, you know, relationships always have two sides and it does come with a lot of self-reflection to be able to recognize that you yourself may be 
having these red flags and that you you know you might be um, displaying behavior in the relationship that is not healthy and again as you said it's like every, we're all growing and it's important to grow through these relationships and to be able to also have that level of awareness to understand what it is and why that you are kind of having these behaviors in relationships so one of the biggest things that I did when I came out of an unhealthy relationship was looking at my um, relationship pattern. So mm. that's like a really big one. And um, for people who are listening who are like, what the hell is a relationship pattern? It's like basically you can, if you've had multiple relationships or even friendships and stuff like that, look at to see if there is any sort of similarities between the people that you have dated in the past and why are you attracted to this same kind of person and what is it in you that is seeking this out and is it healthy, is it not? So um, it's like a big process that I did and I found that, you know, a lot of my partners that I had dated all had very similar traits and that brought up a lot of stuff in me that I realized that I needed to do my own self-work to break that relationship pattern. Um, mm. And so if you, if you can do the work, it's like I found it really, really helpful because my current partner is not like anyone I've ever dated before. So, it, um, you know, it definitely does work. And I think if you want to break that cycle of being in toxic relationships as well, it's good to kind of reflect as to what what it is that you're attracted to in these people as well. Yeah, 100%. And what kind of behavior you're not necessarily creating, but attracting Mm -hmm. and maybe creating as well. Like I know for me, for a really long time, it was like I was addicted to the drama of a relationship. Like I confused passion with that explosiveness. Mm -hmm. and it took me like you're saying, doing the work and recognizing how that was coming through in different relationships, recognizing my own behavior in relationships and what I was doing. And, you know, I tracked that all the way down to being a kid. And for me, like now I feel like I figured out exactly where it came from and what it comes back to in me. And for me, like that was never feeling good enough is like with everything comes back to that core thing, right? And so then once you can work on healing that, I think that's the point when it's like you're ready for a healthy relationship. And I really think the difference with a healthy relationship is that you're still growing, you're still learning, you're still navigating these vulnerabilities and these behaviors that you have, but you're doing it with someone who's also doing it for themselves and you're both kind of accepted that you're going to help each other grow through it, right? You're not going to hold the other person hostage for their behavior. You're going to help them see it and grow from it. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's great to bring up that healthy relationships are still relationships, so they still work. Just because they're yeah. not toxic doesn't mean they're not work. And, um, yeah, I think one of the – One of the kind of best things that I think about in a healthy relationship is knowing how to fight well. And I know that Mm -hmm. kind of sounds weird, how to fight well. But what I mean when I say that is that, you know, having arguments does not mean 
that it's an unhealthy relationship. If anything, having arguments is a part of having a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. But it's how you fight or how you have these arguments with your partner that kind of determine where you're going with your relationship. So, for instance, an obvious toxic, unhealthy relationship style of fighting would be like physical and verbal abuse and um, shutting the other one out and um, really not looking after one another and totally projecting your own shit onto each other. Um, I would say something that would be like a healthy relationship way of fighting would be trying to be as adult as you can about having an, an argument. So really either sitting down and being very open and honest with your communication and still coming from a place of love. Like you still love this person and this is like a big emotion that's come up, but it's still from a place of love. This is not from a place of hate or, you know, spite. And you, Mm -hmm. you know, you both know that you want to get through this and you want to get to the other end of it. And also being able to like, talk in a way that's respectful and, you know, understanding each other. So if if you're someone who's a real hothead, but you want to be able to have this mature conversation with your partner, maybe tell them, you know, I'm feeling X, Y, Z, I need to have a moment. Then step out, have a moment to breathe, and then come back when you're able to have that kind of cool-headed conversation. Because, you know, everyone's different. Not everyone can just sit down and have like a very calm collected discussion about some really big issue um but I think it's about making sure that your communication is open and respectful and you're always still coming from that place of love and kind of radical acceptance of of the other person yeah I totally agree and it's along with that love it's like a a willingness to understand Mm. or at least to try and understand where they're coming from right it's not writing it off based on the own story you have going in your head, it's like, no, I'm going to hear them out and hear what they're saying and really try and understand it from their perspective. I think you're completely right. It's like you can argue and in healthy relationships, you do argue, you do get annoyed. You do, you know, there's all these things that come up, you get triggered. That I mean, to me, that is healthy. It means, yeah, you're growing. This person's helping you grow. They're helping you uncover all these parts of you that you still need to work on, right? Mm-hmm. But you're totally right. It For me, at least in my experience as well, it always comes back to that conversation. And even if we're arguing, not seeing eye to eye, we always come back to talking it out. And every time after, it feels like almost like we've gone up a level yeah. together, you know? Yeah. Definitely. And as you're just speaking then, I'm just thinking that I feel like relationships are just such mirrors. Like they Mm. reflect, they just reflect everything. So bad, like healthy or um, unhealthy relationships are mirrors. So if Mm. you're in an unhealthy relationship, for instance, in my relationship pattern, it was that I was, you know, subconsciously seeking out partners that were like wounded or I thought looked a bit like dark and mysterious and had all this baggage that I wanted to help fix. Mm. And this was just a real way of me not dealing with my own shit, me not wanting to go through that healing process of actually doing the work for myself. So once I figured that out, did the work for myself, you know, put myself as priority, it totally shifts. But even in healthy relationships, your partner 
is a mirror. And as you just said, things can still come up and they can little things that your partner might, you know, doesn't maliciously mean to say something, but they might say something and it triggers like a deep wound in you that still, you know, comes up sometimes. I think in a healthy relationship, you would be able to um, like hold space to one another and be able to support the other without taking it personally. Like if I have something that's like to do with me that happened seven years ago or something, and it's not to do with my partner, to make sure that you're not start projecting onto them and trying to make it their fault or whatever. So it's, it's good to, you know, just slowly work through it and yeah, be there for uh, one another. Yeah. There's a, a spiritual teacher, Prem Baba, and he writes a lot about relationships being mirrors, like you said. And I completely agree. I mean, they say that one of the a spiritual route you can take is to be in a relationship because it is going to show you all the things you haven't healed and all the wounds you still have, like you said. And that's both toxic and healthy. The green flag can be you know, the willingness to accept that that relationship is a mirror, you know, you can, it's a willingness to be vulnerable and a willingness to own your own shit while still helping the other person own their shit too, but doing it collaboratively. Yeah. And that willingness to be vulnerable can be such a hard one for people. I know, I know for me as well, like it's very exposing and, you know, yeah, being vulnerable and and letting someone see the deepest parts of you and, and really just just laying it all bare and being like, this is who I am. Like that's in a quite, you know, committed, deep relationship. I would say that, you know, it can for a lot, for me, it takes a while for me to be that open and vulnerable. Um, but I think that's such a great sign. If you can be vulnerable and the, the other person is also vulnerable, like it's a two-way thing and and you can really be there to support one another it's beautiful. It's a great thing. Yeah. And that I'm the same way. It takes me a while as well before, well, I have gone through relationships without even doing it, but I would say now, like it did take me a while to still admit to things I felt like I was holding aside or to explain why I felt a certain way about a certain issue. You know, it took me a while to lay that all out. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is really freeing when you do. And again, a relationship can help you do that. So that's totally a green flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's also important important to note that it's okay if a, a healthy relationship doesn't have to last forever as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you may have had healthy relationships in the past that are no longer happening. Yeah. And that's also okay. It just, you know, it can be healthy and still end and it could still have been really transformative and helping you grow in that time that you were together um so yeah it's also okay like you know you're you're if you have a ton of green flags a healthy relationship in a past relationship I think it's okay that it's still ended yeah. it means that you know it was helping you grow in a healthy way I guess yeah that's that's a good point and um, something I kind of didn't really um thing to mention but yeah not all like you can have a healthy relationship and it doesn't mean that you have to be with that person for the rest of your life people drift apart for many many reasons it doesn't have to be a toxic relationship for it to end 
like I've had relationships that have just come to an end like the the love has been lost from from no kind of place like malicious place it was just like we grew apart and it was totally fine so yeah, yeah. it's definitely good to good to mention that um I think I might just want to bring up just back to the red flag thing I have a bit of a list here of some red flags I thought I might just run through them so people are listening this is just like a few that I personally think that are red flags but um you know, everyone has different opinions. So we've already talked about emotional manipulation. So we've talked about feeling like you always need to apologize, um, being told that your emotions are not valid, not feeling safe to express yourself, gaslighting, cold or silent treatment, no communication. So we've done all this. Um, being put down purposely to lower your self-esteem. So if somebody's like making fun of you, like if your partner is making fun of you in front of people or um, putting you down or any of that kind of stuff, I would definitely say that is not a healthy sign. Um, control over your communication. So I know a few people actually wrote this in to me as well. So if your partner is being super controlling, like over who you see, family, friends, whoever, if they're like showing your phone, they don't respect your own privacy, which you're allowed to have in a relationship too. Um, that's definitely a red flag. Like you should be able to see your friends and family. And if somebody's stopping you from, from doing that, um, I would, I would be probably questioning that too. <laughs> um, what else have we got? Humiliate, uh, humiliating behavior. So I kind of uh, touched on that one-sided decision so I think if basically you're in a relationship that's very controlling that's not great it's a partnership you know what I mean so well it's more like control over you so maybe in a relationship uh people have different control over like certain things that go in their lives or in the household or whatever but to have control over you as an individual it's like yeah, mm -hmm. not, not okay. Yeah, and I had someone write that into me as well, controlling what you say or do. Yeah. And I think that's definitely a big red flag. It's something, maybe one of the first things people, or maybe not the first thing, but something people sometimes notice is they feel like they are being controlled and don't have their own free will and their choices. Um there was a couple others that people sent in that I didn't think about. One of them was using your own mental health against you, which oh, I thought was a really good one. Rough. Um, yeah. Yeah. That is rough. And I, yeah, I wouldn't have I can imagine it. Like, yeah, maybe you, you know, have anxiety or something. Mm. And imagine your partner's telling you that, no, that's your anxiety and your feel it's your anxiety. So yeah. that would be a form of gaslighting. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, form of gaslighting um, through their mental um, yeah. state. Yeah, fuck that. Another one was lack of commitment, which I thought was an interesting one because okay. lack of commitment, so like not willing to commit to you in the relationship. Yeah, I would say that's a that's an interesting one. It, that's, yeah. That's very individual, I think. I, I would say like lack of commitment would depend on what kind of relationship you're in. So say if you've yeah. been together for five years, but they're not fully committed um, and they're not willing to 
fully commit or something like that, maybe it would be like a bit of a red flag, like something's going on that maybe like some past childhood trauma or I don't know, something's going on for this person. Whereas um, not willing to commit, maybe they're not wanting a serious relationship or um, I, I think to be honest, that comes a lot, uh, comes down to communication as well, being able to yeah. be open in your communication. If they're not willing to commit, maybe have a conversation around what is it why are they holding fear and if they talk about it that's going to really help release that fear or um yeah have that open conversation and maybe something can come out of that yeah and I think like if you have had that conversation multiple times that you want them to commit to being in a partnership with you and they are just unwilling to do it then I mean yeah it's I guess it is a red flag that you're not in the partnership for you yeah. or that, you know, they're not right for you at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. It's totally situational. Um, and then you might've said this as well, but jealousy came up a lot and okay. security yeah. um, as a red flag as well. Yeah, no, I didn't say that one, but um, I think as well, like if someone's, if someone's jealous, Jealousy can happen to anyone. That usually stems from a, a place of being insecure um, within themselves and not feeling safe and not feeling worthy enough. That's a lot of the time when jealousy can happen. Um, and so in a healthy relationship, you would both kind of work together to make sure you both feel safe and secure. And then you would probably do your own work to feel, you know, fill up your own cup and know that you're worthy. But yeah. possessiveness is different. Mm-hmm. So if someone's mm-hmm. jealous, say, let's just talk hetero for a sec- uh, for a, a second. If we have like a man and a woman and um, the man is being really possessive over the woman and he's super jealous and doesn't let her see any guy friends or sees any other man as a threat, that's like possessing of someone. That's right. like trying to take ownership over this person as like their property. Yeah. That I'm glad you made that distinction. Mm. Um, I've definitely been really jealous in past relationships. So when I saw that on the list, I <laughs> I thought, oh, that's I've been there before. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's necessarily I, a red flag. I think that like yeah. everyone can get jealous. It's like a bit of a gray scale, like what end yeah. you on? Yeah. And you're right. It depends how it's navigated in the relationship like you said it can be something you work through together and can create a lot of growth and you're right I think it does come down to the person um but I wonder like I'm just gonna for a second talk about red flags that I've shown Mm -hmm. that I think so going along with this jealous idea there's like definitely in a past relationship once I was looking in my partner's phone like checking messages Mm. and doing all that going behind their back to creep in their technology and to be fair like I always found what I was looking for but (laughs) (laughs) but still like it's hard to say sometimes like these red flags can be so layered and coming from different directions you know like I was doing that but it was also because I had a gut feeling and they were treating me possessively and like, you know, I, they, I thought they were cheating on me and there's just like all these different layers to it. 
Um, but I just want to like normalize that for a second that mm. some of this stuff as we're growing and learning, we do show it ourselves and have this behavior ourselves. And I, I'm not doing that anymore. You know, that was in a different relationship as well. But every so often, you know, I still recognize that there's still parts I need to heal in myself so that, and I, again, bring it back to myself, like, what do I need to do for me and my own heart right now? Um, Because if I don't, it could definitely fester and become like a toxic behavior that I'm doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I think it's great that you've brought it up to just say to everyone that it's okay. And that, yeah, to normalize these behaviors that you see in yourself and to know that you can grow from them because yeah nobody's perfect in relationships and especially if you're haven't had a lot of relationships like what we said before or you've had I don't know a lot of stuff in your childhood that you've got to work through it can yeah a lot of stuff can come up and you just have to be gentle with yourself and know that you know yeah relationships are tricky they're never they're not easy, and I think everyone knows that. But I guess the aim is to be in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, yes, be in a healthy relationship with other people like a partner, but also your friends, family, and yourself. Because I've definitely had toxic friendships. Like this goes yeah. beyond just like a romantic relationship. Like <clears throat> I've had toxic friendships that I've had to like, yeah, basically not be, not be friends with these people anymore because um, I had this one friend who was really emotionally manipulative to me and in a friendship. And that was really kind of jarring for me because I really associated that kind of behavior in a relationship. So for it yeah. to kind of surface in a friendship was really, um, yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's it's good to realize that we're not just talking about um, romantic relationships. You know, toxic relationships and healthy can be in all aspects of your life. Yeah, and I think probably the reason when you hear of red flags, you think of a romantic partnership so often is because you know they a lot of the time they are the triggering situations that mirror maybe an earlier relationship we saw, like in our parents, for example, or, you know, it it can just bring up a lot being in partnership with someone that closely, but you're totally right, family, friends, and that can be hard. So it is like, it's this balance between, it's not, it's never black and white, but it's like accepting that you're growing, this other person is growing as well. But knowing where the line is, I guess, and ultimately, like, like you say, when you talk about jealousy, that can be that line shifts based Mm -hmm. on how the jealousy is being shown, where it's coming from, Mm -hmm. if you're working on it together. And I mean, there's certain things that are pretty clear cut, like if there is physical abuse happening, verbal abuse, you know, like it's, it's not okay. Mm -hmm. Right. But it. It is, it's a delicate balance with these more subtle red flags, like knowing when it, once it becomes toxic, knowing it has to stop, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Because as you said, like someone 
you know, if you're in a partnership and your partner does something that you're like, oh, that's a red flag, talk to them about it. Like, this is where I think the best relationships come from communication, open and honest communication. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, say like this jealousy thing for an example, you don't want to necessarily write off your entire relationship because they were being jealous or they've they've kind of, you know, started doing something that is a red flag. If it's, you need to talk to them and bring it up and see what is going on. Were they triggered by something and they're already working on it themselves and they want to work on it with you and and things can move forward and, you know, it's, you know, the situation is kind of rectified or is it something that's been happening multiple times and it's not good and this is where you need to really think about ending the relationship um and that it's not the right thing for you so yeah it's it it's not easy because we've both been in unhealthy relationships and as we've said it's it can be really difficult to see that you're in an unhealthy relationship so yeah it's I think it's good just to have that time of self-reflection and and see what's going on yeah. And you're right. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Oh yeah, definitely. Like a hundred percent. I did the poll like you yeah. did and asked how many people have been in a toxic relationship and a hundred percent of people on my poll said they had. Mm. Um, so again, I think it's like, it's also some people may just be like, uh, I don't know how to say this nicely, a shit show of a human and like really working <laughs> through some heavy shit yeah. and just a toxic person to most people in their lives. Mm. And, you know, I'm not saying be in a relationship with that yeah. person because know your boundaries, yes. like cut it off when you need to. Right. But I think it it's recognizing we are all humans who are growing and learning and healing. And I, that's what my comment was earlier, I guess, like yeah. when we're younger, I think we deal with these toxic relationships more because both people are figuring out their own shit and Mm. they're not dealing with their own shit in a healthy way. Um, But you're right. It's just how that evolves, I guess. Like, you know, do you end up working through it together or apart? Mm. Um, Does the behavior get worse or do, do they work on actively healing it? You know, like you gotta, there has to be a line somewhere and ultimately it kind of goes back to like what my mom always said was like trust your gut like (laughs) do you have an uncomfortable feeling about it like you know because then it might be time to change it I guess yeah and and I think just when you said like there needs to be like a line that's like a really good point because I think that also comes down to having, as you said, good boundaries and and mm-hmm. that having good boundaries is actually comes from such a place of self-love because being able to say no when you mean no and yes when you mean yes is like a very great self thing that you can do because then if you have those boundaries, it's a real, you know, you're showing yourself that you, this is something that you won't stand for and you're not going to you know, keep giving your energy to this relationship that is not, you know, being beneficial to you. Um, but as I said, it's it's not always easy to make that choice as well. So, yeah, I it's, yeah, it's not easy because I've definitely been in that position where I've had literally the most bloody obvious red flags and I've been like, oh, no, it's fine. And mm-hmm. it's like, 
looking back in it, I try and not get angry because I'm just like, well, not angry, but just annoyed that I'm just like, oh, that was so obvious. How did I not realize yeah. that, that was a red flag? Like, why did I stay for so long? But as I said, it's good to be gentle with yourself and just realize that, you know, we're all trying to grow. We're all just trying to do the best we can. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Well, I hope this has helped people who, you know, if you're in a relationship and you're feeling a bit stuck or unsure of things, I hope this has helped. Um, And yeah, uh, I would also just like to point out, you know, that if you are in a relationship where it is physically or verbally abusive to seek help where you can to really talk to those people that you trust and you love and um, yeah, to get that help. That's super important. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to The Mindful and The Messy. If you'd like to keep in touch, you can find us on Instagram, Roxy Rogan, which is R-O-G-A-N, and Sarah is at Sacred by Sarah. Thanks so much and talk again soon.